It's flip season for the Florida State Seminoles and the recruiting world. How will the Knowles handle the rest of this cycle? You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another episode of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. Thank you to the everydayers that make this a great show. I enjoy it very much. And thank you for tuning in once again. You can find us free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Today's show is going to be from top through the middle, through the bottom, 100% about recruiting. This is an off week. It's very, very important in recruiting for any team. Florida State and recruiting go hand in hand this week more than any other between now and December because you can lock up your commitments, make sure they're staying locked in with you, and you can also go out, finish your 24 class, and really build on the 25. Very important week. So we're going to talk about a little bit of everything, including what I'm going to start with, and it is flip season, good and bad for the Knowles. So keep that in mind. First up, eBay Motors. This episode of Locked On Seminoles is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head over to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to United States customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So let's... Talk about what this means generically. Let's get the first minute or so out. And what, what do I mean by this is the most important week between now and the end of December? There is so much going on here. It's not even funny. And Florida State, obviously, they kind of have a preemptive strike coming into this. They know that during the off week, they don't have to coach quite as much. Some of the guys are on the road. It's very convoluted. A lot, a lot, a lot of moving parts. So here's how it works. Some of the guys will go on the road. There are scheduled visits you go see coaches at high schools all over the place. Florida State has a very broad recruiting map, basically from Philadelphia, D.C. down. They recruit over to Dallas. Occasionally, they'll nitpick in some other areas, whether it's California or something for a special player. But you go see your commitments, your key targets that are still trying to decide. Like, for example, L.J. McCray. He's over at Mainland High School in Daytona Beach. He's getting ready to visit Florida State, not this weekend, but next there's a chance they could go see him this week. Maybe it's before next weekend's game, whatever it may be, but those are possibilities. You have to stay on those guys, but you cannot forget about your commitments. Just want to give that a key here. In this world, and I'm getting ready to go into it in depth, every single kid committed or not, you're still just recruiting. It does not matter until they sign on December 20th. So with that in mind, you go out and you see these kids, you see commitments, et cetera. And recruiting calendar has changed. There's a lot more on coaches' plate. 2025 kids, some of the guys are going to be focused on some of those players, especially the ones that are at programs at Florida State and you know, the Georges and Alabamas of the world recruit annually because they're just great programs at Buford or something like that, Tallahassee, Lincoln, whatever it may be. You go to those schools, talk to the coaches, get an idea where good players are, maybe even find out information about a player at another school. With that, Let's talk about what is it when I say it's flip season. That means commitments flipping. 
it is the term that the kids use. So I've kind of picked it up from the recruiting trail, many different facets from seven on seven to high school games, et cetera. Just to be clear, Charles Wester, the stud out of Venice High School, committed to the Knowles, recently took an unofficial visit. He went and he saw Florida. He's going to go back for an official, allegedly, and an unofficial as well, allegedly. If that is true, personally, I think that's not a very good sign. And I think that's kind of obvious. But this is par for the course, especially in this state, the state of Florida, kids take visits after they commit. Period. Does not matter which school they commit to. Doesn't matter when they commit. It's just the rule of thumb. I know fans don't like to hear it when it happens against their school and they love it when it goes against their rival or whatever, but it happens to everybody. I have no idea. I haven't spoken to anybody on Venice's staff. I haven't spoken to Charles himself, but I'm not surprised. Kids don't commit early like him that had offers from pretty much everybody before his junior year even started, let alone his senior, and just sit at home after they commit. It's just not how it works. But to that point, and that'll play out on its own, I will bet my bottom dollar that Mike Norvell and his staff know about this kind of stuff in advance. A and B, here's the bigger point. They have their hand in the kitty in terms of trying to flip other kids. How many, which kid, et cetera, that's their business. But this is the most important thing and why this week is important. You go out and you get a better assessment of where you stand. When you sit down with those coaches at these high schools, it is pivotal, pivotal that you know where you stand with players A, B, and C and on down the line, committed or not. You don't want to waste your time because now we're to the point we're getting to the end of September. We're three months from signing day. You want to line up a handful of, of official and unofficial visits at, for Dope Campbell, et cetera, even after the season, early December and line it up and finish out your recruiting class as strong as possible. And you got to hit the 25 kids. And just to throw it in, the transfer portal will open up again. It is incredibly condensed. I, I feel sorry for college coaches in some ways. I know they make a lot of money, but it is not realistic to do all the things they need to do while they're in the midst of trying to make the college football playoff, by the way. Good luck trying to balance that. But anyway, this is very vital for Florida State, and every school would be in the same boat that has an off week this week. How many do they get flipped? It, that's a hard guess, but I, I was sitting here going over this, and I was looking at notes from other years and going through other classes for other teams. Generically speaking, even elite teams like Georgia, et cetera. I mean, Georgia just had a receiver decommit recently, Nikar. He plays with Landon, Landon Thomas, the kid committed to Florida State. They're tied in up there at Colquitt County. Really good program. You're going to have kids decommit. You just have to have a plan when that happens. And preferably, you'd like to know more than likely it's going to happen two, three weeks at least in advance. Just by having consistent communication. I will bet you there before the end of the year, two or three kids that are committed to whatever school that end up visiting Tallahassee. And at least one or two of them will end up a null that right now we're not even talking about. That's recruiting in 2023. Just is. I don't even try to worry about it until we get to about November, because if it happens before, then they try to keep it as quiet as possible for the most part, unless the kid's just going to flat decommit and start taking visits and it doesn't matter. But there are all kinds of schools 
they'll tell some of the members of the media, hey, just so you know, this is going to happen. Don't say anything. We want to at least get him here before it gets announced, blah, blah, blah. Constantly happens. Every school in the country has some conversations like that. They're at the major power five level. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, they're, they're in an advantage in Tallahassee because they're ranked number five in the polls. They're also in a situation where all this attention, it, it's not easy to beat Clemson. They beat Clemson by seven, which isn't a lot. That's the worst loss Clemson's had at home since 2013. They'd only lost the game by one point at home in the last decade. That's incredible. That's one of the weirdest stats I've ever heard, but somebody talk, was talking about that. Then I heard it a second time, and I'm like, I guess I really don't need to look it up, but that's crazy. That's going to pay recruiting dividends. You're going to see Florida State get some kids to visit, and you'll also see some kids come out of the woodwork. They'll offer a few kids that they see this week, and maybe it's a kid because they don't think they're going to get Wester. I have no idea. They'll have a backup plan, at maybe an offensive line or defensive line or corner. Whatever it is they think is necessary, it starts now. That's very, very important. And Florida State probably probably doesn't need much more, but it depends on who also decommits. You're going to lose somebody down the stretch pretty much no matter who you are. Again, Georgia just lost somebody. They've won two national titles and are ranked number one again. It's hard to keep everybody committed. I don't think we're going to have to worry too much about it just yet, but let's like use Lester as a barometer. When he visits again, follow what they do, not what they say. I doubt Lester is going to do many interviews, uh, whether it's me or somebody else. He's just not, and that's just kind of the way it goes. But at the same time, there has to be some kind of formulated thought process from Florida State side to prepare for the worst. If it doesn't happen, hey, you're, you're, always, you're obviously going to take Lester. That's kind of the way it is. Um, segment two, we're going to talk a little bit about finishing this class, what I think they need, and why 25 recruiting is so important now. And we'll get into that and kind of segue into the final point. Recruiting closer to home, Florida State is now winning and they're back on the national map. That's very important. I think they've been recruiting pretty good in like South Georgia, et cetera. But I also think they're going to get an uptick, just my opinion, with the level of player they get moving forward across the board. The staff has set themselves up for that and they deserve kudos for it. So with that, Let's get, get into our second sponsor today. That is DoorDash. Ever hit something at the grocery store or ever miss something at the grocery store? I do. Uh, whether it's napkins, whether it's the hamburger, whether it's trash bags, something else, I'm known to forget things. I, I tend to do that even when I have a list with me. I find, a, I find a way to do that. DoorDash is a way I can get around it and you can too. Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers right to you. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries like you picked them up yourself. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Living time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. All right, let's get into 2024 and 25. 
this is a really good recruiting class. And I've got a bunch of kids that I'd like just because I've watched a film, I've seen them live, et cetera. This class is a little bit underrated in my opinion, but more importantly, the way I look at it, because I look at things long-term, I think this is going to set them up for 25, 26, 27. Here's what I mean. Norvell and his staff are obviously very good at developing talent, even if it's a transfer. Uh, hello, Jared Burris. I mean, nobody knew who that guy was, and now he's going to be a first-round pick. Obviously, the Knowles deserve a lot of credit for helping him reach his objective, and I'm sure it was, I'll speak for Mr. Burris, making the National Football League. He's going to do that and probably get picked on day one. That is not an easy task. Hats off to him for all the things he's done so far in his career at Albany and now at Florida State. Florida State, though, if they finish out this recruiting class and bolster themselves in the season, and I, worst case, I think Florida State's going to go 11-1 and one in the regular season now. Like, you can always lose a game. I don't want to say it's guaranteed they're going to go undefeated. That's going to garner a lot of attention. I don't think they're going to take a lot of guys down this recruiting stretch, and nor should they. They shouldn't. But at the same time, I also think it's very important to note that Florida State is in a scenario where if they can just get a couple more key guys, again, I talked about it in segment one, flipping somebody, hopefully you keep Lester. They could get into the top 10 of the recruiting rankings, stay there. Maybe they drop it. There's, there's so many moving parts. I don't worry about that as much, but they're going to fit their needs and they're going to get impact players. Like not many people are like Landon Thomas. They're not. He plays at Colquitt, not that far away. It's a few hours from Tallahassee. That is a kid that can come in and play early. He's a flex tight end, but he can be an inline guy as well. If you get kids like that in your program over and over, you're good. You still got to develop some, and that's an impact guy, in my opinion. But you're going to be just fine. If they can just complement just a little bit with the way this staff, it, it, it's truly amazing to me. I haven't figured out how they've done it, hits the portal and finds guys that are impact. Florida State could be right back in playoff contention again after this year, even though they're going to lose all of their starting quarterback, probably their two best receivers, possibly their best running back. It's, they're going to lose a lot of dudes. They are. Most teams would be devastated the next year and go eight and four at best. They probably would. Name a team that is better than Florida State at consistently bringing in transfer portal guys and blending them into the roster. There are some other teams that do pretty good. SC would be one. But, I mean, who does better than FSU? And now the recruiting's ticked up just a little bit, too. They're winning with juniors, seniors, fifth-year seniors. I mean, they've got the entire gamut going. Kids that don't want to work their way through the system, they find themselves someplace other than Tallahassee, Florida. Norvell and his system are working. It's, it's hard to argue with. So they just need to finish out this class. The other part, and I can't stress this enough, some teams have already gotten quite a few commitments for the class of 25, and that's fine. There are certain kids, Norvell would happily take the phone call and take their commitment right this second. Obviously, they offered certain kids for a reason. Watch out for Florida State between now, early January to early February. You're going to see 2025 commits. Just from talking to people around the recruiting industry, guys that I work with, et cetera, high school coaches, recruits, et cetera, Florida State has some buzz now. And the advantage for the Knowles, it's just longer. The 24 class signs on the 20th of December. That's the first signing day. You can sign the first Wednesday in February too, whichever one it is for the kids. 
but it's all the way around to the next December for the other kids. They're going to see Jordan Travis for two full years and then a recruiting cycle after that, kind of having Florida State in their blood. They've got two commitments right now in the 25 class, but that's going to expand probably by a lot. And you can bet they're still going to continue to recruit kids like Jamie French. I keep bringing that up. His teammate happens to be a quarterback committed to Florida State. So they're going to be just fine. Look for Florida State to knock on that door quite a bit with some of the 2024 kids to finish this class. But I think the 25 class has a chance to be top five in the nation. I'm okay with only having a couple of guys committed right now. That's fine. Patience, less is more for now. Florida State just has to write out this season, take the right kind of kids, bring in guys that will work within your system. Rankings are great, but Norvell's built a culture. Don't just jump on a kid because he's a great player. That's what the former coach at Florida State, who's now in Aggieland, did, and his roster is topsy-turvy. He's had a lot of kids weave. He took talent over culture, and it didn't work. Florida State hasn't done that with this coaching staff, and it's benefited. Very, very important. Before I go into the final segment, note that I'm a big fan of what Bowden used to do. I bring this up every now and then. When Bowden got started in the 70s, all the way, to be honest, to, to his last day as the head coach for the Knowles, he found a way to always include the local area. He hit Tallahassee to Pensacola on I-10 and from Tallahassee to Jacksonville, no question. Lake City, Madison County, whatever. They, they recruited that but about a 50 to 100 mile radius north, really just a line across to 100 miles north of the Georgia border south, Florida State was just as likely to get a kid as Georgia, Georgia Tech, Auburn, or Alabama. They were beating the SEC teams for school for kids that used to never pick Florida State. And it changed the Knowles program. How about one of them being Charlie Ward? That's a pretty good start. He played at Thomas County Central in Thomasville, Georgia, about 30, 35 minutes away from Tallahassee. Some of those kids may have been passed over by prior Florida State staffs, or maybe he just didn't want to go there, but Florida State to build itself up, made it more attractive. He goes to Florida State. Those are the kinds of things this staff has to do as well. And to date, they've done a really good job. I'm happy with how they're recruiting Central to South Georgia. And again, like I noted in the first one, they're, they're doing a really good job with it. And there's a little bit more room, I think, on the meat of the bone that they're going to be able to take elite players in this next class. So that's just my opinion, but I don't think I'm, I'm going to be wrong with that. I think that Florida State, quite honestly, is on the verge of a top five class in 2025. Everyone should be empowered to take care of themselves and their loved ones. Jace Medical will help you do that. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation, licensed pharmacy, medication delivery, and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. 
All right. Segment three. We talked a lot about this class being good and continuing to climb. That's like the climb. That's one of the things that Coach Norbell uses. And I, I actually think it's a pretty clever slogan because that's what they're doing. It's honestly just straightforward. What is the difference between getting, for, let's just use easy terminology, a four-star and a five-star? Well, it's exactly what you think. It's subjective. Some five-stars are different than others. I talk all the time about getting corners, D-linemen, and quarterbacks that are that high-level guy. The difference between a five-star D-tackle and a five-star tight end is usually pretty big. I'll take the D-tackle every time. Just a more important position overall as a general rule. Now, it depends on the player still, but that's what I, I really want to talk about this next segment. If Florida State is perennially, perennially going to climb, there's that terminology again, they need to hit a few more, not a lot, but a few more kids that are elite players in recruiting classes. And here's how they're going to do it. Locally. You're going to get a Miami kid, a kid out of Houston, New Orleans, like Louisiana, Mississippi. This FSU staff has done tremendous. Not by all means. My favorite state in the country in terms of just raw talent, random towns is Louisiana. It's unbelievable. Mississippi, pretty close. But you have to recruit your backyard. Again, Florida State, where it's located in Tallahassee, you're 20 miles, give or take, from the border to Georgia. That's the key. South and central Georgia. You're going to get the Florida kids on I-10. For instance, right now, this is just the kids committed in the 24 class. Landon Thomas from Colquitt County, schools across the country. He could have picked any school he wanted, decommitted from Georgia. B.J. Gibson, this is a great football player, plays at Wilcox County. Nobody talks about him. It's in Georgia. I just watched some of his recent film. He's really freaking good, but he plays in the middle of nowhere. Nobody talks about him. That's the kind of kid that Bowden would have taken in a heartbeat. That makes me feel a little more comfortable with what Norvell's doing. Jonathan Daniels, everybody in the country recruited him. He's out of Pensacola, very, very good football player, and he's an offensive lineman. This is a good sign. FSU needed to get more high-end O-linemen out of high school. Big Jonathan is one of those dudes. He could play guard or tackle. He's, he's a nasty player. Camden Fryer, if the last name's familiar, it should be. Plays at Lake City, Columbia. His dad was on the 93 title team. This is a Bobby Bowden special right here. He plays at some small school that like Indian Land or something like that in South Carolina. Samir Hickman Collins, linebacker, a little bit undersized, but can really run. If that's not a Bobby Bowden-style defensive player in general, I don't know what is because they always won with speed first. Jalen Todd, offensive lineman. He's out of South Georgia. Another kid that could be easily missed by a lot of other staffs. Florida State used to always take kids like that out of Georgia. Makai Danzi, backyard. He's at Florida High, right down the street. One of the fastest players in the country and could just give up football and run track. He's that kind of speed. He's going to play for, for Florida State, going to be a running back. My favorite guy in the class is Cam Davis. I've talked about him several times. I text with Cam quite often. He plays at Doherty up in Albany, Georgia. As good a player as there is in the country. He can play running back, can play safety, whatever, slot. He's a freak. He will play early at Florida State. If you get kids like that and Kirby is not happy that he's going to Florida State, that's a good sign, by the way, you're in business. Finally, the kid that I'm going to go see this Friday, Luke Cromahawk, quarterback, national recruit. He's ranked in the top 50 by 24-7, et cetera, has a cannon, can move the pocket, fits Mike Norvell's offense. He's coming to Florida State. He's from Savannah, Georgia. 
if they keep recruiting like that, they'd be good. But my projection is Florida State's going to get one or two more, usually in each year. And there's a couple of reasons why. Number one, again, it's the season they're having. But they haven't really hit Alabama yet. Every now and then, Bowden would get a kid out of Alabama, and Jimbo did too, et cetera. They're going to expand there. I think they'll hit South Carolina and North Carolina a little bit more with more success in the next few classes. 25 is just the start of it. This is a long-term projection, and maybe I'm way off. I think Norvell was going to be a lifer at Florida State unless something just goes sideways. I don't really think he's an NFL coach. I think he fits better with college kids, just my opinion. I don't know the man, but this seems like a really good fit. And when all the people I know that have been around him that basically told me the same, that makes me feel good about it. And it's another reason that they can go up. So maybe it's just one linebacker. Maybe it's a running back, whatever it is. Think about it this way, just mathematically. If you take one kid away that Georgia wants every year, in addition to what you're already doing, because there's some of these kids they would have loved to have had, add every year, you get like four more great players that were on this roster that they currently have. And you put two on defense and two on offense. Maybe it's an offensive lineman. Lord only knows Florida State could use a little more there right now. With the injury bug, it's just unbelievable, but it happens. It's football. And then you give them a linebacker in a corner. I don't know, whatever it is. Changes your chance to win the national title. That's the bottom line. You want to accumulate as many elite recruits as possible. That's it. It's not a real rocket science adventure, but I'm betting you everything that I know about recruiting based on Florida State history, and I've studied it forever, Bowden and how they did it, they used the eye test and they went out and saw the kids and did their own evaluations. They recruited some kids and Bowden admitted to this, some, some films and stuff that I've seen. I liked the kid. We're going to take him. That's good enough for me. Just is what it is. He thought Charlie Ward could play quarterback. Obviously it worked out. He won the freaking Heisman. Some schools wanted him to play other positions. Obviously Bowden knew what he was doing. That's what's going on right now in Tallahassee. Obviously, Jordan Travis, he even thought he should move to another position. The head coach said, no, you're going to stay there. You're going to be a Heisman guy if you just keep working. He's in the Heisman race. There's so many similarities. Why wouldn't recruiting under Norvell and the staff not follow what Bowden has done? Hit South Georgia, hit Central Georgia, continue to hit I-10, and then cherry pick Atlanta, cherry pick Miami, cherry pick Orlando. Get one kid somewhere along the nature coast or Tampa or somewhere South along the sun coast, whatever it is, there'll be just fine. And you sprinkle in a couple of those Mississippi, Louisiana kids, four or five star players. I'm not concerned about with the way this staff is recruiting though. They're just really good at what they do. Florida state's recruiting is going up. Everybody have a great day. I appreciate you. Please hit that like button and subscribe and share this podcast and feel free to comment. Love to hear from you. Everybody be grateful.